Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. For me, the VMAs, uh, they're synced with my biological clock. So when I watch the fewer number of artists that I recognize, that's like the fewer number of viable legs. Or yes. eggs. Viable yeah. eggs. Legs. Legs. So now we've got legs. like, what, three left It's now? one for one. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Ducking out, ducking out, ducking out. Hi and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's ready to help you transition from your hot girl summer to your flannel dyke fall. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we are diking out with comedian Aida Osman about toxic relationships. Aida is on the new season of MTV's Wild and Out, which is such a fun show and also does stand up uh, all around New York. Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here. A quick announcement. Our next show at Stonewall is September 30th, Monday. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Grab your tickets. Uh, I think this one's going to sell out fast. It's going to be a great lineup that we're going to announce soon. Also, when you're listening to this, I am on the road and uh, I'll already have left Portland, but I'll be doing some shows in Seattle, LA, and Chicago. So uh, you can go to cbcomedy.com for more information and check me out there and feel free to come and say hi. Yeah. Don't be afraid of me, but don't talk to me for too long. Yeah. (laughs) You got things to do. Say 20 to 50 words to me. After after I'm on stage, you can yeah. talk to me more. Beforehand, please say hi, and then and must it. must and compliment. Then yeah. yeah, then you have a word uh, quota. Hello, yeah, one piece of like some sort of praise, and yes. then go away. That's preferable. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So yeah, we're recording this. We had our Stonewall show. Uh, last night, that was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a good show. So we had to catch up on the VMAs this morning, which I... I sure did. Not that I... I mean, I didn't catch... Really watch it. I watched Lizzo's performance and Missy Elliott's performance. That's it. That's the only yeah, two it. people worth watching on that. Well, literally, Normani had a cool thing oh, on there, too. Oh, I know. Too, she yeah. did. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Normani's beautiful. Did she okay. open the show? Um, I, I, didn't think watch, she, I didn't watch it like yeah. chronol- in order. I, know. You I don't know? think I've watched yeah. a VMA since I was like 14 yeah, in I my parents' house. Mm-mm. I feel like I tried watching recently, like a couple of years ago, to live tweet it, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are they still calling it the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award? Or like, did I, they announce it and they give it away? Change, no, they, they didn't. Did they quietly affi- change that. They didn't like officially change it, but they always call it. I think the Video Vanguard Award, but on Wikipedia, it's still because I, I looked that up. Yeah. I was like, is she accepting a Michael Jackson Award? Yeah. Is that- What's happening? Yeah, um, I feel like there's like a like someone as a as a position at MTV, and their only job is to just go through and rename shit. Yeah, yeah, because problematic men that have ruined something it. new is problematic <laughs> every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that they should have changed the name of it after he made out with Lisa Marie Presley right. on the VMAs. I think that was that was offensive. So bad. That yeah. was so uncomfortable. Oh so cringy. It was. 
one of the cringiest things. It's the worst thing I've what ever was seen. That? that was probably ninety three. Oh, so this is like ahead of my 90s, time because I, I don't remember yeah. this at all. I remember it. Yeah, I was, I was a kid. But it might I, have been mid nineties. Yeah, it was when they were married for for that brief time, and he just goes. It was very bad. And they said it wouldn't last, and then like they just start like tongue down throat making out in front of everybody and then got divorced like two months later my only vmi memory is britney spears with a cobra 2001 and i was like i saw that as a kid and i was like damn bitch you like pussy like you like britney spears (laughs) and she just had that snake looking sexy she's so hot See, I thought you were going to say Britney Spears making out with Madonna. Oh, no. And yeah. that's where I thought, hey, do you like pussy? <laughs> I definitely watched the VMAs back in like the Justin and Britney era, like when yeah. they were dating and he was wearing a lot of like cable knit sweaters yeah. to events. Ew. And he had his like... His, Frosted his, tips. His, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Frosted when I was curls, like yeah. at peak MTV like demographic mm-hmm. age. I was like 14. Yeah. TRL and stuff. Yeah. Oh, TRL. I, would, I, remember, I remember watching TRL every single day after school. Carson Daly was on it. That's like where he started his career, I think. Yeah. And now he's doing the same thing, I think, for like E or one of the networks yeah, he or has some shit. He no. just looks the same, yeah. but like yeah. old as hell. Yeah. Like, talking <laughs> about like, youth shit. He's like a Westworld robot. They just like put him away in the closet in the off season and bring him back out yep. and just plug him right in. And he's good to go. I yeah. literally, I, rec- I, was, I was kind of like... I recognize more I than I thought. Up. I looked at the nominations. Yeah, like I was catching up on Twitter and I was like, okay, I know, I know a good amount of the, I know of a good amount of these people. I know who Billie Eilish is. Yeah. I know Even who, though I've been calling her Billie Eilish. Yeah. I've been calling her Billie Eilish. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's whatever All you want. correct. Like, literally a teenager. Like she's a kid. Well, in th- and that's what they say. Listen, I have a theory. Oh, that is there she's a theory lying. about her age? I have no proof. I have no reason to believe this. I just that's the best time to say something. There's no way in hell that girl is 16 There's, or 17. There's just no way. And I mean, it's why it's really, really, truly wild. And she tweeted something like, like she didn't know she won all those awards because mm-hmm. she, she was in Moscow or in uh, somewhere in Russia doing a concert. So the, the time change, she was like in bed the whole time oh. and like woke up and realized she had won like four VMAs or something. <laughs> like, what Whatever. The fuck? I don't know, man. VMAs are just paperweights anyway. Nobody gives they a shit are, about yeah. that moon man. <laughs> yeah. What? It's not like a career highlight. Unless yeah. you're winning like a Vanguard or like Missy Elliott, obviously. And her yeah. performance was amazing. I literally did not know who Sean Mendez was and I had to Google him. Yo. I couldn't name I a don't song. know. Sean Mendez. You can't that one. I don't know. He's yeah. so popular. He's probably the biggest male pop star He's right now. Very wow. popular. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if I could pick him out of a lineup. He's, he's dating he's Camilla like, Cabello. Oh, the girl, the, the, quote, the girl unquote, that was on dating. stage with him, they're like dating. <laughs> yeah, that's what so they say. So they're the new Justin and Britney then. Exactly. You but think he's gay? Is it's, that what's going on? I'm sure he's, he's gay. gay. Okay. But it's deliberately, I think it's a PR stunt and they're yeah. doing a bad job of it. I think, I don't know, the internet is ablaze with all of those theories <laughs> right now. So, As it should be. Yeah. yeah. I just know that Shawn Mendes has to often defend his heterosexuality because thirsty gay men are like obsessed with him. All the time he's talking, he's like, I'm not gay. He tweets it all the time. I'm not gay. But that like Like, makes him look very gay. I know. It's like, now we're suspicious, buddy. And also, I'm just impressed Like gay gay people are the best fans to have anyway. Exactly. We stand so hard. Yeah. We have so much time on our hands. Yeah. (laughs) 
We have so much time on We're our all hands. avoiding our families. We have tons of time. Is it because he two friends? Does yeah. he not want to be confused with Sam Smith? Is that it? Oh, I don't know. He is way more. I know they look Sam different. Sam Smith is like kind of But their names are kind of similar to me. Sam right? Smith looks like he's like my age, which is like too old to be cool anymore. He, no, yeah, that's not true. But Sam, Sam Smith, yeah, he's old. He's British yeah. too. And he's yeah. like. Well, British people, I think, age a little quicker. British white people age really quickly. Yeah. I don't. It's a different altitude. Maybe I thought like that Sean Mendes was British. Queen of only like forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> she looks. <laughs> She'll never die. Long live the queen. Yeah. That that is very true. Um, I really like that you call her Billie Eilish. Uh, I think <laughs> she would be a nightmare to babysit. I know. I don't know I why that pops like, into my head, but because she's so young, I'm like. Can you imagine what she was like as a 10-year-old? Just I like, just imagine her sitting in a corner, like, ominously staring at you, like... Rocking like, back and forth. Yeah, with, like, yeah. Some, like, a, like, a squirrel skull in her hand for no reason. Like, you know, you don't know where she got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, like, <laughs> knives under her bed. Yeah. She makes necklaces out of, like, tarantula legs. Yeah. She has so many weird... She's a she's she's ter- strange... She's she just, like, me. walks out of her room bleeding. The babysitter's like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> How do it's I explain like, this to your mom? She's just worry. like, he had it coming. It just like slints yeah. into a room and has like a strobe light. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's like three dead Eilish. birds Billie in her Eilish sheets. It's like what I imagine when I think of teenagers in general and I'm mm-hmm. just fucking horrified. This generation yeah. of teenagers is very they're like so dark. Scary. They're kind of into goth stuff too. Yeah. They yeah. should be dark. The world is ending. Into goth stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would be dark too if I were a teenager right now. It's cyclical. The planet is melting and they are not going to have a full lifespan like we might. So I yeah, get it. they need to be apocalypse ready, and I feel yeah. like Billy's ready to, to lead. She's ready to. She could be a cult leader for sure. She's ready to lead the mass suicide. <laughs> she will. Oh it's god. Wild. I mean, I hope not, but she totally yeah. could. Yeah. Um, Lizzo's performance was fucking amazing. I didn't see I'm that yet. I'm obsessed with her. I was there am so flute? happy that I saw her, and she didn't do the flute, as far as I know. The That's one that fine. I saw that did not involve a flute, but okay. it did involve a giant balloon like it was the size of like a parade float like it was a huge was it missy elliott just an ass it was was an ass like like, poking up into the air with a little uh with like a thong in it it was just like a like a just a big fucking balloon like a macy's thanksgiving day parade balloon what with the missy elliott was that a um hologram uh i don't know what was real and what was not in her set because her set was huge it was like it took up the entire like yeah but but before she came out in the um super duper fly thing that they had a, one in the air. That I'm like, think was special was that, Yeah, that was yeah. special effects for sure, but I did, couldn't tell if it was yeah. like a hologram oh God, or some so type awesome. of projection. Oh, yeah. I love Missy Elliott so But that much. looked like a giant balloon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm anyway. obsessed with Lil Nas X right now. I didn't. At first I was really bitter and hated him, but loved him. And he's like giving me very Prince vibes. Yes. Country Prince. Like we he haven't totally is. had a super effeminate. He wears like so many sequins and glitter and yeah. he doesn't give a shit. And he's doing this like Western futuristic thing. It's all over the place, but it's I love amazing. it. Yeah, and he is. I love that he literally got to the top of the charts and then was like, "Ha, I'm gay, lol." And like, yeah, yeah. Didn't, it didn't. It wasn't like. It just shows you like what the young artists are capable of now. It's fucking incredible. And he gamed the whole thing. Like he knew what he, he was knew doing because he was, doing. He was yeah. already kind of big on Twitter. Like he had yeah. like fifty thousand followers, so he kept inserting his song into memes, yeah. and then those memes would blow up. And he had you know a lot of big accounts. And then the song you keep, I kept seeing that song and being like, "What the fuck is this? A joke song? It's such a good song. It's a country song, but it's rap. What's going on?" And then it came out, and everyone wanted to. He was just so savvy yeah. about it. Like run and that I little think boy. It just proves things. like any if you can make something that kids like little kids like you win. It's a rap. 
It's yeah. over because the parents have to stream that song over and over and over exactly. again in their cars every yeah. single day. Because kids want the same song over and over again until they the parents lose their shit and can't take it anymore. It's like Baby Shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically made like a rap Baby Shark, and it's awesome. I listened to it a trillion times. Yeah. And I had to God move on, but I do love him. I'm very excited about him. So the kids are all right. Yeah. <laughs> More Despite than. what Billie Eilish leads yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're doing fine. Also, there was lesbian space drama. There which... was lesbian space drama. We have Tell gone intergalactic with dyke drama. So basically, NASA is investigating one of their astronauts. She was, in, she was literally in space on a space station and is apparently going through a bitter uh, breakup, like divorce with her wife. So long distance. I know. I mean, it'll really get you. <laughs> it doesn't get any longer distance than that. Sorry, it's just like she couldn't visit me out here. I couldn't yeah. visit her on Earth. It's a whole thing. But the problem, the, what happened was that she apparently accessed from space, accessed like her estranged wife's bank accounts at the, without her consent or something. And like, maybe, I don't know if she took money, but like yeah. accessing the account without her consent is considered illegal. So she literally, so now they're investigating as the first crime committed from space. And I was like, shit, do the laws actually work up there? I don't know. That's what I thought. I'm like, the law of no, gravity don't even work up there. No cops. Yeah, exactly. Why do, why do government <laughs> laws work up there? That makes no type of sense. Right? I know. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want up there. It doesn't yeah. matter. I agree. It's a lawless land. There's be, no land. It's I like do crimes from space. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, you know Neil Armstrong and Buzz were going at it. You know Buzz they did Aldrin, something fucked yes. up up there. Yeah. They, did, they had to have done so. And, like, I just think it's so amazing that, like, a le- lesbian drama, no one can really compute it until they're in it. Like, mm-hmm. if you can explain it to straight people, but we have literally taken our drama to, like... New heights. Beyond the, <laughs> beyond the atmosphere. Like, yeah, new Oh, my heights. God. It's, and because, like... I don't want to be misogynistic, but women are the most conniving because we're smarter. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, like, there's so lesbian crimes. Oh, my goodness. That's yes, a whole other They're multi layered. Oh, yeah. Lesbians are plotters. Lawyers can now specialize in just lesbian crimes. Oh, you, you can need like, a whole. Yeah. You could start, like, you have like your own law firm, and like, we only do lesbian mediation yeah. and divorce. Yeah. Like, yeah that's, that's all we do. <laughs> that's Y'all got your marriage rights, and look what you've done. <laughs> And there's a high ratio of um, lesbians in the women astronaut field. Yeah, well, field. absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think all, I mean, my theory is that all of the w- female astronauts are lesbians. And it's kind of like how any other, like, high, like, high level demanding career is, though, you know? It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. we're just not, we're not held back by, like, some guy at home pressuring us about being too successful it, Yeah, for it's his ego. It's not a good look that the one straight, woman astronaut I can name is the the diaper one. Oh yeah. Well apparently that wasn't like totally Wait, she what did she do? This woman who was an astronaut was like having an affair with some guy. No, no, no. This no. happened on the earth. Yeah, it was like her boyfriend or her husband or something was like having an affair. Yeah, she was So then she went to go like confront but she had to like drive him. across the country to do it. So she wore a diaper a so she diaper. Have to stop. So she you can't have to stop. stop to pee. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Oh my god, bitch is crazy. I, know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't. can't even. I mean, I I've been to some uh, some roadside bathrooms, and I understand why a diaper might be a better option. Or just the yeah. side of the road. I don't the know. side of the road that makes the most if you're sense, dri- especially if you're driving through like the makes- long stretches. There's nobody around. You can do that. Uh, I can't. 
I could. I drove from Omaha to Denver once, so you have to go through the entire state of Nebraska, which once, as you know... Yo, that's a six-hour drive. I know. But, oh, it was eight hours from eight Omaha. Eight hours? Yeah. Okay, from but Omaha it was like, eight hours. But once you got through, like, Lincoln is the last, like, real city, mm-hmm. and then it's just fucking nothing yeah. all the way out there. It was a little, like, terrifying. I've never been out there. You look Good. around and you're like, Good. there are Don't there go. is absolutely yeah. nothing as far as the eye can Don't see. Go. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, I would have peed on the side of the road rather than stop at some of the weird little, like, meth dens that I had to stop in. You could pee um, in a little McDonald's cup and then pour it out the window or something. Yeah. Even. I just don't understand a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. But, she, <laughs> but she's straight, for sure. Oh, I'm yeah. This was, this was, a, this was the drama man. involving a man. So. Yeah. See what men push y'all to. They will Don't. push you to shit your pants in a car. Date women. <laughs> oh, I hope she only peed. Just date women. Poop All we'll do is gross. fuck with your bank account from space. Yeah. It's fine. We won't take anything. We'll yeah. just check in. She's li- she was just peeking, I'm sure. Yeah. Just to be like, where is she spending her money? Why is she spending... $200 at a restaurant. Who was she with? Yeah, it reminds me of that Whitney Houston song. Yeah. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? I checked your credit card yeah. receipt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She just want to know, like, are you at a fancy restaurant? Right. Are you paying for two people? Exactly. I'm just going to, like, guess based on the amount of money how many people were there. Yeah. Yeah. Or I have you it. eaten a lot? Are you yeah. eating a lot? Like, I'm checking up on you. Did you eat $200 worth of food and wine at this <laughs> restaurant? I doubt it. Many I of totally us grew up reading Nancy Drew. Yeah. yeah. We are conditioned. <laughs> We're all detectives. To investigate. Yes. <laughs> Our partners. I don't blame her. Well, speaking of investigating partners, toxic relationships. Ah, toxic yes. relationships. <laughs> We've had plenty. Let's just rip open those wounds. We've all had them. Yeah, this was yeah. a topic that uh, a bunch of our awesome listeners have requested because... Um, you know, a lot of times we talk so much about queer relationships being superior and awesome mm-hmm. and wonderful that we don't want to be going around talking about like the not so great side of things yeah. um, because there's enough negative stuff yeah. being said about us. But, you know, uh, if you learned anything from the L word, it's queer relationships have the potential to be toxic, yeah. just like any other relationship, maybe it's toxic in different ways. And a scary thing can be that you might not realize mm-hmm. it's toxic because it might come out in different ways than it would in a heteronormative Or it's your first relationship. Or yeah. it's your first relationship. Yeah. yeah, that was my toxic relationship was my first gay relationship. And I realized I was being taken advantage of. But I kept thinking, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. You have to work yeah. a little bit harder yeah. for things you really want. But I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. Yeah. How long did it take you to kind of realize? Maybe like four or five months in. And I realized I was being maybe not taken advantage of as much as much as I was being manipulated, emotionally manipulated and kind of emotionally held hostage. Yeah. Um, And I I had a lot of guilt with it at the same time because it was a relationship where the girl was dealing with a lot of mental illness Mm -hmm. and I mean so was I but hers was a a little more pressing and she would continue to make me feel like my my mental illness didn't matter in comparison to hers Mm. so because hers was worse quote unquote you know so it was a difficult relationship and I felt a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. for not being able to be there for her but you got to get to a point you know where you can say yeah I feel guilty for letting someone else's mental illness like stop me from being able to love them. But also you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to deal with, especially because we're such advocates for people with mental illness and like have it ourselves and care about that stuff. But, you know, I don't know. There's just got to be limits in relationships. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think that's definitely a very big 
problem, uh, and I've experienced that too, where I've been in relationships with people who have uh, a mental illness, whether, and I guess in my experiences, it's been untreated Mm -hmm. at the time, and uh, feeling like I couldn't be upset for things that were obviously part of a a bigger problem um, when I could have been upset for those people not seeking the help that they needed to get. But instead, I just would say it was, you know, like I wasn't allowed to feel things that were a result of that. And that can be very toxic and that can be, um, that can feed into like a lot of negative things, including just staying around for a lot right uh a lot of abuse you can always pinpoint the moment yeah. where you're like mm, i should have called it then yeah exactly you know but mm-hmm. like but then you you stay on for a little bit longer and and uh yeah Ugh. how did you how long ago was this um it was about maybe a year and a half mm-hmm. ago two years ago it was my first real like i knew i'd loved women but i wasn't dating especially in nebraska my options were so limited yeah but it was my first relationship with a woman and um yeah, so I didn't know what the the gay protocol yeah, was. Yeah, like what do we do? Yeah, what it, <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to forgive because she is a woman and I understand what she's going through in a in a way that I would like I would make concessions for her that I wouldn't make for a dude because I mm-hmm. wouldn't give a shit about their opinions. But yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it was maybe about 2 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My most toxic relationship I've ever been in was actually a friendship which I I wasn't even thinking that's good. I wasn't even thinking friendships. Cause those can be, I've said this before and I, and I maintain it that the hardest breakup I've ever been through in my entire life was actually with a friend Mm -hmm. because a friend is like, it's so to me, it was just like so much harder to like untangle because at least if you're breaking up with like a, you know, girlfriend or partner or whatever, people are like, Oh, people can like, People can wrap their minds around that. That's that's a very black and white thing for a lot of people. Like, oh, you're breaking up. Okay, that's that's a breakup. But like, yeah. when you have to leave a friendship when there's like other friends involved, it's like a yeah. whole fucking naughty thing. Yeah. Um. So, but that was like literally the most toxic situation I've ever been in. It was it was a friendship with a gay man that I had been friends with for like basically like a decade at that point, like since college, and we had like a million mutual friends and. He, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, we've been friends for this long. We've been friends through all these chapters of our lives. And then you start to think like, you start to realize that you are evolving and they're not. And then you realize like, oh, every shitty thing that's ever happened in this group of people is literally directly traced back to this person. Holy Who just loves to poison the well about like every possible thing he can. And I literally had to make a decision of like, it, it helped that he moved to a new city, but... I had to, like, pretty much... I had to stop answering his calls. I had to stop returning texts. I had to stop returning email. Like, he was coming at me from all communication angles and, like... And then starting to try and poison our friends against me and things yeah. like that. Like, that's the shit that, like... Did you have a talk with him that, like... Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really have, like, an explicit one. It was right around the time I was moving here. This was, like, six years ago. He moved to a different city, and then I moved here, like, a year later. And we never really had the, the big talk where I told him why. Because he's not... He's one of those people that it would not be a productive talk at all. Yeah. That's another thing, too, about, like, toxicity and friendships and relationships is sometimes 
that fucking conversation is not going to get you anywhere. Exactly. So, well, because a, a big toxic behavior is gaslighting. Yes. And I yeah. think people are becoming a lot more aware now of what gaslighting is. Like when I was younger, I had no idea yeah. what gaslighting was, but now mm-hmm. uh, I think that word gets thrown around a lot more and, yeah. and people can can catch it a little bit better, but it's so hard to talk to somebody who's toxic if they're gaslighting you. Right. And that's, they can, it's like their number one, it's the biggest like tool yeah. in their toolkit. You know? yeah, yeah, easily make you feel yeah. like you're in the wrong. And gaslighting is one of those things that we've always known what it feels like yeah. to be gaslit. Because uh, you feel like you feel insane. Yeah, like, you you're feel like, like, wait, am I going yeah. crazy? Yeah. yeah. The worst part about these toxic, like even the word toxic or toxicity in general is that those people aren't inherently toxic people. You know, there's clearly something that they have maladjusted from mm-hmm. in their life before that. But you have to, again, make those decisions. Like I can't be around for you to get better and I can't fix you. And yeah. because I think, especially as women, I tend to have, uh, as a woman, I have a very nurturing, I want to help you. I want to be the person who helps you kind of mentality. And you just got to be like, fuck that. Okay. I can't, I can't do yeah. it. I can't do it at all. Yeah. yeah. So it's better to walk out of those situations than, you know, to put yourself through a lot of pain. Right, right. That's a great point that these people that you have these relationships with aren't necessarily horrible people mm-hmm. or toxic people in and of themselves. Like sometimes you meet a person, you're like, this person's toxic. Like yeah. everywhere they they go in life. They turn uh, everything to shit that they touch. Yeah. Yeah. Like they <laughs> they just like have so many issues that they haven't even begun to deal with. But um, a lot of... Uh, you know, all the relationships you have, you're bringing all of your your history, your experiences, and your trauma to them. And then you enter a relationship with somebody who is also bringing their baggage, their trauma, whatever. And uh, what I'm learning in therapy is that you try to... Uh, play out these patterns that keep repeating in your life and keep trying to, to fix them and they creep up in new ways. And sometimes when two people, when their baggage meets, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's just like not a good fit. And that can lead to like, maybe you aren't doing anything wrong, but that's triggering the other person mm-hmm. to have this kind of reaction because somebody else in their life might have... Um, done something yeah, to them yeah. or caused some trauma. Yeah. So that's kind of hard to navigate too because you have to, even though like, you know, there's a way to explain it away and there's a way to understand it, that doesn't mean you have to put up with it. And that's mm-hmm. a really hard lesson. And especially when you're uh, a baby gay or your first gay yeah. relationship. Yeah. I know like my first long-term uh, gay relationship was the one where I took the most abuse, where I let myself like get cheated on exactly. and kept coming back and kept making excuses, let myself be lied to, let myself be screamed at um, because those, it seems like that relationship is so important. Because everything is so epic at that point in your life yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Like this is like the thing, like you've, you've wanted this and now you have it and it's turned out to be not great. Mm-hmm. And nothing and else hard. before it has ever come close to comparing to those yeah. kind of feelings. So it's like you're feeling all these... Exponentially. Yeah. Stronger, that, yeah. yeah, that other people around you have been yeah. feeling and now you're, you're finally getting a taste of it. Were you... Are, were most of your friends like straight people at this time? 
in um, this community that you were in? I think most. I spent most of my life having only straight friends. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was leaving college, I'd kind of nurtured a community that was maybe three or four gay people, and that's all I really yeah. talked to. Maybe yeah. one straight person, and even then, they spent so much time with us. They started sucking dicks. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it was just very, you know, have that effect I mean, on it's, people. Because I was gonna ask, like, because I'm sure a lot of people deal with this, especially younger queer people, of like being able to talk about your relationship problems with your friends if your friends happen to all be straight and it's like a little it, for me that was a little bit of a challenge when I in my first relationship although yeah. my first one wasn't bad necessarily but I still found myself kind of unable to talk about it with most of my friends because I didn't feel like they would get it yeah, yeah. I don't talk to straight people about my relationship problems yeah I, just, I really I mean now I definitely don't yeah but. 100% <laughs> Because I think a lot of their no- their notions about what I should or shouldn't do or how I should be feeling are so heteronormative. Yeah. They don't understand that. Because yeah. like I said, I'm willing to make so many more concessions for women mm-hmm. when I'm in a relationship with them because I understand that you know, we since we were, we were just saying we're all like a product of our environment and our environment has been growing up as a woman where we were not listened to for a lot yeah. of our early childhood. Yeah. So when I'm in a relationship with a woman and she's feeling like she needs attention and I'm not giving it to her, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a product of being a woman in society. I understand. I'm, if a dude was doing this to me, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. You're fine. Like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's why I can't talk to straight people about those things. They don't have, you know, a, they don't have the shifted understanding of the world that we have. Right. So there's just no way I'm getting advice from a straight person. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I love my straight friends, but like, the relationship norms that women are programmed to like think or the, the, the things that women straight women are taught to accept as normal behavior mm-hmm. from men is so fucked up that yeah. I'm like, I can't even with some of you and your standards for what good behavior is or for what a good relationship is. Well, and then that makes it interesting when those women start dating women Right. When when your only experience has been like if you've had serious relationships with men and toxic relationships with men that you're used to certain behaviors. So you kind of expect it from your gaslighting all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of expect it from your partner. Maybe like you're not going to trust your partner as much. And, you know, like a, a trust is a big thing in in every relationship, but in the lesbian community, like there are a lot of lesbians who uh, have like big circles of friends who are all lesbians and like to hang out or and queer Mm -hmm. women and, you know, in the queer community and they like to hang out with each other and then their exes are going to be in that circle. It's a whole different beast than in, than how it is in straight relationships. So when, when you come into that, they're, you know, I, I can imagine like a woman who's only dated men being like, wait a minute, your ex is here? What the fuck? Why didn't you fucking yep. tell me? And did that yeah. other person I might be like, I don't know, it's not a big deal. I always run in into fact, her. In yeah. fact, there's three other exes here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look around. <laughs> Two of them are engaged to each other. Try to keep up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but she has a dog with the other one. Yeah, so it's weird. Just, it's it's just, a whole thing. It's a Sunday, They're Thursday. parenting the dog. One's going to help me move into your place next week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I, I had, I was in a relationship for two years with someone who I was the only woman she had ever dated. So she is coming into this from only ever having dated men. And it was kind of apparent through that relationship. We actually, we actually hung out yesterday. We talked about this, but, yeah. um, 
because I really wanted to go to Popeye's and she hadn't had the chicken sandwich yet, so we went and got it. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it good? Yeah, it's so fucking good. You is guys. it like? Is it really? seriously? I'm not kidding. It's worth the hype. Okay. It's so, and I've had it before. I had it before it was popular. So listen, they put that sandwich on the menu whenever I'm hungover. I always go to Popeye's. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not. I'm not proud. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> they put that sandwich on the menu like two months ago, just very quietly. And I tried it, and I was like, this is delicious. Like, why is no one talking about that? And then I, didn't, I hadn't gone back in a couple months. And then the Twitter thing happened. Yeah. And then the whole craze. And so we went there yesterday, and there was a fucking line out the door. We got, we got our sandwiches and left. And this, this poor employee who just looked dead behind the eyes was like, he would put up this sign that said, like, temporarily out of chicken sandwiches. And everyone was pissed. And yeah, it was a whole thing. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So sad. What, what's the name of that app that lets you know if things going on in the neighborhood? Like oh, the Citizen? Service? Citizen, yeah. Yeah. Somebody posted a screenshot from Citizen last night, and it was like... A man is causing a disturbance at a Popeye's trying to resell the sandwich he just bought. Yeah. It, and they're like, yeah. like, like a out. really want the golden ticket kind of thing. Yeah. I saw a photo on Twitter of men with like two bags full of sandwiches <laughs> yeah, and they were trying to resell them, but nobody was buying them. Like, yeah. y'all are scalping yeah. chicken like, right <laughs> now. What is going on? Anyway, yeah, but that, so we did that. But like, we, what we she and I talked about it yesterday where we were like, we addressed the toxicity of our relationship, basically, yeah. where we were like, yeah. man, we really should have called it, like, a hell of a lot sooner than we did, and then we, or never have dated in the first place and should have just been friends. But, um, but anyway, there, I remember a big part of that relationship that I had a problem that caused a lot of friction was her heteronormative expectations coming into it and how yeah. I think she expected... She, she, I think, had a hard time mentally like being in a relationship with a woman like being with someone who like has feelings and can talk about things and like yeah whereas she's just used to men who didn't really require that much emotionally from her at all Mm -hmm. yeah so that was like probably the hardest thing the hardest part of that and then it and then it devolved of course in the last year into like the last year of that relationship into like everything's good everything's good we hang out all the time we're best friends knock down drag out fight worst fucking fight ever Everything's good. Everything's good for two weeks. Another knockdown, drag out fight. Literally every fucking two weeks. You're just like approaching zero. Yeah. Like every. Yeah. Whereas like uh, it was just every day was an exercise in just not getting in a fucking fight. Yeah. And that was the worst. And it was bad for her and it was bad for me. But now we're both like super happy and now we're friends and now we have like. And and granted, this didn't happen overnight. It took us a year of zero contact. And yeah. And we mm. res- we rebuilt a friendship essentially but um which is healthy yeah yeah but now it's like okay now we can just have the best part the best part of our whole relationship was just when we were hanging out it wasn't like yeah anything other than that so now we have that but that's not always possible in a toxic situation and it's not i don't think friendship should be the goal in a breakup Mm -hmm. the way it is well for me for me it shouldn't for me it's never been but, like, that's a very, like you said, a very specifically queer woman thing where we're like, we have to be friends. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you don't. Like, you re- I don't it's okay that- to not be friends. Yeah. Unless you- if you're mature enough, like you said, in your situation mm-hmm. where you can revamp that friendship or that relationship back into being a friendship, that's dope. But yeah. most of the time, I don't think you need to be friends with people that you yeah. used to fuck. Like, I know. It's like... That's- such a different dynamic. Your brain chemistry is just wrong around them. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm being too reductionist about it, but I can't talk no. to anyone that 
And she's she's literally the exception to the rule. Like I yeah. had, there's nobody. Well, I guess there's one more person that was a recent, but that was like a we dated non-exclusively, so we weren't mm-hmm. like together together. And she's fucking awesome. But in general, I have I fucking nuke that bridge between yeah. me and exes because I just don't need that. I have enough yeah. friends, you know. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I wasn't even trying to be friends with my first really toxic. I mean, my, my it's like the one toxic relationship, I, I would say. And I wasn't trying to be friends with her. I was just like, okay, well, we can pretend the other exists, maybe be Facebook friends, acknowledge each other. And like right away, I already felt like my boundaries were being mm-hmm. crossed. And it yeah. was after years of having shut this person out. And I thought, oh, maybe after all this time and this should be harmless. And then as soon as I felt the boundary crossed, I'm like, done, shut it down, get out, can't make this mistake again. Uh, Which, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you have to go through the trauma of a toxic relationship to be able to learn from it and recognize those things Mm -hmm. and um, I mean, it sucks we have to avoid it, but but that is. Once you go through it and once you come out the other side, then you realize, then you know the red flags to look yeah. for. Like yeah. now I have like a finely tuned red flag detector. Yeah, my bullshit meter is through the roof. Yeah, I yeah. Know it's very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing for me was I went from that relationship to the relationship I had with my ex wife. Mm-hmm. And part of the appeal of, um, when I first started dating my ex-wife was that it seemed like the opposite of the previous relationship. So I was like, I want nothing that looks like this toxic thing before. But then I found something that was a different breed, a different, <laughs> breed. A different but still toxic. Yeah. Because, yeah. because we didn't fight. So I thought we were in a great relationship. Yeah. Sometimes we those didn't not fight. fighting relationships are really not great. Like not that you should fight, but like, the absence of conflict doesn't always mean that there's that everything's good. Yes, and that was a lesson that I definitely learned like several times like when I thought everything was fine and just being blindsided by like 
oh, you want a divorce? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, the I'm a toxic relationship, though, can mess you up so much mm-hmm. that I just would, I was very confused then of, like, what is healthy, and I took not being toxic mm-hmm. as healthy. Mm-hmm. And then I had to learn that that's not the case. Right, right. You know, that that doesn't mean a good relationship yeah. just because yeah. it doesn't, because we're not screaming at each other because this other person isn't trying to make me feel bad on purpose right. or this person isn't um, manipulating me, you know? Yeah. How did the the breakup with the toxic person, how did that like, did that kind of go... I mean, it probably wasn't smooth, but yeah. did it take a while to kind of untangle yourself? I feel like breakups with toxic people are never clean mm-hmm. because you will make that move and say, okay, I need to leave. But the same behavior that you had a problem with in the relationship is what they'll use to try and kind of pull you back. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, this is kind of dangerous territory to get into, but um, she was suicidal mm-hmm. and using that as a way to kind of keep me in yeah. the relationship. And at that point, you feel like there's a life in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I'm not saying that if you are suicidal and, you know, that that is a place that you're at, that you shouldn't tell your significant other because you should and you should be able to talk about those things. But I don't know. You have to be wary of you can't wield your emotions as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of that takes a, a lot of self-awareness. And she just wasn't there at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was aware that I was in this predicament, but I also knew she was in a bigger one. So I, I had to stay around for a little bit longer mm-hmm. than I wanted to, but needed to be the person for her that was there and consistent and checking up on her. Yeah. So it was not clean. Um, and kind of went back and forth. And then a lot of a lot of manipulation and gossiping. Because again, small, small gay community. It was very toxic and... A lot of misunderstandings, but what can you do? You know, yeah. you just got to get out of those relationships as quickly as you can, but you know, making sure that you're checking up for everyone, checking on everyone's emotions, yeah. making yeah. sure everything's okay. It's hard. I know it it's is. So it's hard. hard to like cause you, you, you have to put like like when they tell you in an airplane that you have to put on your own air mask before before you can the have child. Else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you got, you have to do that for yourself sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, people listening to this that are having a hard time putting your own air mask on first, that will get easier as you get older, I think. Like, generally it does, because you just start to prioritize yourself a little bit more over time. But sometimes the hardest part is setting a boundary, like, for the first time, and then enforcing it. Because setting a boundary is one thing, but enforcing it is, like, quite another. And it's fucking hard, but, like, it's just, like, coming out. Like, the first time you say it, it seems like the hardest thing in the world. But, like, the 50th time you say it... You just walk in, do your coffee order, you're like, and I'm gay. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'll have a cold brew, and I am a huge dyke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Huge dykey dyke. Yeah, sometimes it can feel like like it's a tumor, Mm -hmm. like the toxic relationship. And you could be like, well, I've had it for this long, and it's fine. (laughs) And I guess, like... It, it doesn't, doesn't have always teeth and bother hair. me. Not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always bother me. And like everyone around me says I should probably take care of it. Everyone around me is used to it. <laughs> yeah. It comes with me to their birthday parties and stuff. <laughs> they don't ask questions anymore. But it can seem scary to remove a tumor. Yeah. Right? If we keep using this metaphor yeah. of yeah. like <laughs> surgery or whatever, like, oh, a lot of scary things. Mm-hmm. And what if this happens? What if that happens? But nobody's ever like, mm, I wish I left that tumor in. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like everybody's always glad when, when it's out. And when you're in it, man, I remember it took so many times and so many friends confronting me about my relationship. 
and being like, what are you so afraid of? Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. And I had zero good answers. Yeah. And no answers that had anything to do with my well-being. Yeah. Or... Uh, and you if know. you're and if you're wondering if you're in a relationship that can be considered toxic, toxic means whatever it, it means whatever it feels to you that it means. Yeah. Like it's not there's not a textbook definition of it really. But if you are feeling, if you feel like something is wrong, even if you can't articulate it, then that's enough. Like that's you're, you have to trust your instinct when it comes to relationships and people. And if you just kind of feel a little off about yourself with someone then I think that's like a sign and that's something that you need to listen to. If you're not being yourself fully. I think yeah, exactly. Or if you walk yeah. on eggshells or if you find yourself like, for me, the big symptom of the two-year relationship I was in that I, that I should have known it was a bad one for both of us was like, I would get a ton of social anxiety whenever we would go anywhere with other people. Yep. That like, happened to me too. That's yeah. a big one. And I, I should have known. That's like the biggest fucking red flag and I just didn't yeah. pick up on it. But every time we would have any kind of plan with other people, I would get this little tightness in my chest, like, oh shit. Yeah. How yeah. is this going to devolve in front of them? Especially yeah. if there was alcohol involved. That was a whole other factor. Yeah. My girlfriend was very belligerent. So yeah. if things, uh, bad things would happen and she was sensitive, so she would start fights or start like physical altercations. So oh, yeah. You're very right. I didn't think about that. That anytime we'd go out, if I wasn't feeling it, it was probably because of her, not yeah. because of me, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not excited to go out socially with this person, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not getting better, I can tell you that much. And adding booze to the to the fire is never, never going to fucking good. help. Like, I've been with people who get two drinks in them, and all of a sudden, they're fucking nightmares. And yeah. It's like, oh, God, this is no fun. Yeah. So there's, like, I, was, I mean, the indicators That's are always there. Yeah. And that- your friends aren't always going to bring it up with you right away. Like... Sure. I have a lot of friends who I have a couple friends in particular who would who would sort of like side eye me a little bit when I would talk about some things that my ex would like say and do, but they wouldn't until I started expressing like I need to break up with her. Then all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, you really do. We don't like her." It's like, well, "Why mm-hmm. didn't you fucking say something earlier?" But I mean, anyway, <laughs> I was I was there for it too, and I, I remember, remember that, you would yeah. say things, and I'd be like, "Ooh, this doesn't sound good." But then you kind of but then don't want to get involved. Happy, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah. a whole thing because like it's hard to watch someone go through that and. And really know what what was what because then I would make up for it by saying all these wonderful things about her to someone you yeah. know like even you like I'd yeah. be like no, no no everything's amazing it's so great but then like we would have another fucking knockdown drag out fight yeah and I felt like a broken record after a while yeah, yeah. and that was ugh that was rough I would say another symptom of a toxic relationship is if you feel like the other person is doing things to provoke you or upset you on purpose. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's, a fun one. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really fun one. Um, and one that should not exist and there's Mm -hmm. no excuse for it. Like if somebody is purposefully doing things to make you feel shitty, you, that is so problematic. That's so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. That should never be something that you want to do to somebody you love. Yeah. Also, if they've done it one time, like your trust is off with them and then you start to suspect that everything they're doing is something to push your buttons, you know? Yeah. Even if they're not trying to mess with you, if they have a history of being, manipulative with you you think everything they're gonna do from that point on is gonna be manipulative yeah so yeah it's just yeah yeah gotta recognize it keep your head on the swivel out there guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't date these hoes i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) are there examples of toxic relationships i'm sure on like tv and movies that are kind of 
glorified that maybe make us not recognize that we're mm-hmm. in a toxic relationship? Do you think that that's part of? I mean, I think well, problem, I think like Bet and Tina, yeah, like, Bet you know, Tina that ones that are toxic. specifically glorified, like they don't show that it's toxic, or they show but they don't acknowledge. They show it, but it, yeah, it's like Bet, Bet and Tina on the L word are end game. Yeah, but yeah, how toxic are parts of that? relationship and it's so messy Have you guys seen and so Euphoria? I, no i tried watching man, okay. and i couldn't get through i it was like jarring it's a lot yeah it's a lot but the main the couple on that show is are, they're very toxic and may they're young they're supposed to be high schoolers and they're yeah. figuring it out but it's a very toxic relationship i'm trying to think of other what is pop culture that and are we, people rooting for them though even though um, it's, they're not it's not very known that they're in a relationship but yeah. you can tell right or now, as the people viewer, watching as the yes, viewer yeah people are rooting for them but what i think people are failing to acknowledge is that one of the girls is being very greedy and very selfish and not acknowledging the other person's needs mm-hmm. yeah but um it's a it's a queer relationship so straight audiences don't even know how to handle it some people yeah. don't even recognize that they're in a relationship they're just like they're just best friends right oh man yeah <laughs> Uh, well, Bet and Tina were, I mean, even from the beginning, like their power dynamic was so off because, you know, Bet was like that. She's like that. I'm the ball busting business lady trope of like the late nineties that was in every show. Yeah. But she was always the one that would like dominate the conversation, dominate the decision-making, that kind of thing, which, and I, then that sort of brought in like some patriarchal heteronormative traits, I think that Mm -hmm. are shitty. Um, I think that everyone's a little bit too obsessed with Jim and Pam from The Office. Oh, so they don't have to be gay. Because I'm thinking of trying, I'm struggling to think of lesbian relationships. Um, I mean, we don't really have a big enough sample size of lesbian relationships to draw from, but on TV. Are you talking about like when Jim's career stuff and Pam wasn't? Yeah, like the later season stuff. Like not the cute, like season one through four. Receptionist, salesperson, it was kind of like after they got married and then like, Jim randomly decided to do that sports uh, marketing marketing thing thing in Philadelphia and like kind of gaslit Pam a little bit about it. Like no one ever fucking talks about the office in that way. That's like, guys, this couple isn't like goals. They're not not ideal because they're so basic. You know, I think it was just so palatable, relatable to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think that like, that's such a, like, I think we need to collectively kind of get over Jim and Pam as being like, this adorable like beacon of a healthy relationship. Yeah. Unless you're just talking about the cute flirty stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Cause that's how it happens, right? Like uh, relationships are cute and flirty and fun in the beginning and then they can get weird 100%. and they got weird on that show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys watch Grey's Anatomy? I used to. I did. Um, my first, when I really knew I was gay was Dr. Callie Torres. Really? Oh my gosh. She, she was so fine. So fucking hot. Well, that's a I good lesbian relationship. It. I forgot yeah. about that oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember that watching... Got toxic. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly how Oh, the one toxic, with Arizona? Yeah. The one with Dr. Han before that oh. was the one that I saw for the first time in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Like, I had never seen two women really, like, making out on TV. This was, like, kind of before the L... A little bit before the L word. Yeah. And I just remember being like, this is, she's the hottest woman I've ever seen in my life. I'm in love oh with her. Like, I wanted I to be obsessed. an orthopedic surgeon my whole life because I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Obsessed like, I just, with her. I, like, I couldn't get enough of that. And thank God I, I was in a sorority. And so they, I know. So they <laughs> I love all that. happened to be Everybody's like, every reaction. Every guest we've ever had that I say that in front of, they're like, Laughs. what? <laughs> I right. looked very different then. Um, but they were all, 
this was when Grey's was like season one and two. Like this, it was beginning of Grey's Anatomy basically when I was in college, and it was really popular. So everybody would get together and watch it, and I got to, and I would watch it too, and I fit right in. But what they didn't know that in my head I was freaking the fuck out over Dr. Yeah. Callie Torres yeah. instead of fucking Mick Dreamy or whatever. Did people make any comments about it? Like the lesbian couples? Mm, they. The people that I watched it with at the time just didn't say anything. Yeah. When there was, like, there was just dead silence in the room when Nobody there was, was like, a lesbian scene on. Mm-hmm. And I was in my, I was having just an absolute meltdown in, internally. Yeah. Of, like, every possible fucking synapse was firing at once. Yeah. It was like fireworks inside my brain. But I couldn't say anything, of course. Yeah. Um, I know that McDreamy and Meredith had a toxic relationship, but I also have to account for the fact there's a power dynamic there because yes. of the way they were working. Like, he was her upper, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was like a senior doctor yeah. right, or something. Or like boss, sort of. She was an intern and then a resident or something yeah. like yeah. that. But, yeah, there's... Every relationship that we see, I feel, in mainstream media is toxic. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I have a lot of examples of good, healthy relationships, but that might be because they're boring to watch. Yeah, that's true. Because that's like, <laughs> yeah. they're stable and good and yeah. happy. I know a good, healthy lesbian relationship from a show. Really? Sarah, you've never seen it before. It's Shocking. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> uh, I've never seen the show either. So Tara and Willow have a super healthy relationship because as soon as Willow starts uh, crossing certain lines and exhibiting toxic behaviors, uh, Tara puts an end to it. Yeah. And they they break up. Check some balances. Yeah, they break (laughs) up at one point and Tara's like, I told you not to do this and you did this and now we're breaking up and and really waited for Willow to do the work before they got back back together. together. Did they end up together ultimately? Well, I'm not going to watch the series. They, I don't think you can spoil a show that's 20 years old. Like the day they get back together, Tara gets shot through a window so and dies. Woo! What yeah. in the hell? Why do we always have to die? That's the whole that's thing. That's why I don't watch yeah. this shit. I'm telling yeah. you. That's, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It yeah. was horrible. But they, it was like, yeah, Willow was like finally better. And then Tara hmm. dies. But they're, but they're the healthiest relationship in the show, yeah, for sure. The healthiest dynamic, the communication, the like checking in with the each other, yeah, yeah. and yeah, when, when things are going wrong, like talking about it, calling it out, and yeah. um, being like, "I'm not okay with this." Okay. And if you're going to do That's this, like we can't be together. The time. It was progressive in so in so many ways, yeah. And then also just the fact that yeah, on the show that had so many heteronormative relationships, the healthiest one was the queer one. That's mm-hmm. good. And that That's was refreshing. really cool. There's yeah. a healthy queer relationship on Schitt's Creek um, to, to I'm not bring up like that a far show. That. Yeah, it's uh, Dan Levy's character and yeah. I forgot his name. His name is like Patrick, I think, but in the show. But it's a gay relationship, right? Yeah, it's right? two men. And, he, and also the cool thing about Schitt's Creek is that they address pansexuality, I, th- I think, really well. I'm yeah. not pansexual, so maybe someone who is could correct me if that's not addressed well. But um, he has a relationship with a woman and a man throughout the course of the series. Uh. The series, I believe, is still ongoing. But like... And the... And like at first he dates this woman and then like they each are dating the same, same guy. And it's like, they're having like a love triangle with a guy basically. And then mm-hmm. later in like season four, I think, um, yeah, they do this very cute, slow build of this relationship with a guy that, and in the show, the guy that is, that becomes, uh, David's boyfriend 
has never dated a man before, but like they're both very honest about their sexuality with each other and like hmm. they're both very kind to each other. Like it's yeah. really fucking amazing. It's a great it's a it's an incredible show. But uh Did you know that Canadians don't like him? Canadians like, don't like Dan Levy? Yeah. Is he Canadian? Yeah. yeah. How would you not do? like Dan Levy? He's amazing. I saw a thread the other day where it was all these Canadians shitting on Shit's Creek. Really? And mostly, and everybody was like, come on, uh, how can you hate on it because of... Because it's all like Canada comedy darlings in it. Like yeah. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. And Catherine O'Hara. And they're like, oh, we love Eugene and Catherine. It's really nobody in Canada can stand... Is he their Lena Dunham? I don't get it. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Is he problematic? I don't know. I've never heard it. Maybe that's it and Canadians are too polite to say it. Right, Because that'd be too mean to call somebody a Lena Dunham. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Dan Levy. I have a bone to pick with Canadians about that. Um, Yeah, um, because um, Americans, from what I can tell, love him. Yeah. And think he's great. And they just, they're like, he's a horrible actor. I think they just think that he's been handed oh, all well, this maybe and didn't, didn't I mean, earn it and isn't I think talented enough. Shit's Creek. Yeah. I definitely stand by his performance. I'm going to have to watch yeah. Shit's Creek because so everyone good. tells me it's amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. like the perfect, it's a perfect fish out of water comedy. I'm obsessed with it. Catherine O'Hara literally invented an accent for her character in it. She's a former, her character is a former soap opera star mm-hmm. and she's very dramatic and like her, her wardrobe is incredible. It's just like, it's such a fucking good show. I'm obsessed with it. The yeah. only thing I don't like about it is I can't stand Chris Elliott, the guy that plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He sucks. But anyway. Um, yeah. But, but that show, I would say, if you're looking for an example of like a really good relationship development and a queer story, that's, right. that's one to look at for sure. Yeah. So... Anyway, break up with your shitty girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can Leave do them better. It's, it's fall. We're heading into like layer season. We all shine in the yeah, fall. Yeah, everyone will be beautiful. We're all yeah. doing really, we're going to be great. We're going to have scarves. <laughs> we're going to have layers. We're going to have earth tones, new boots, things boots. like that. You're going to yeah. be fine in the fall. Just, you got to get rid of that shitty relationship if you're in one. Yeah, especially I've, if you're if you're younger and this is oh your God, first you have so many ahead of you. You're relationship. Be fine. Yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to... <laughs> Bury this one. Yeah. yeah. I've never done Fall in New York. I'm really excited. Oh, it's oh. amazing. I'm terrified. Don't it's, be. I'm terrified. It's very... It's summer's way more like terrifying. Summer's Summer was awful horrible. here. Uh, yeah. It's like gorgeous for like a month and yeah. then it's just winter. It's yeah. the same winter you used okay. to. I'd say you get like a, a month like and a half. The, the thing in New York is that spring only last two weeks yeah. but I feel like fall, fall is the longest stretch bit. of yeah. decent weather. Yeah. That we get, um, the city smells better. It yeah. does yeah. in the fall. Uh, the I'm getting the, horny for fall right now. I know. Now. We I'm so horny yeah. for fall. I'm yeah, such we a hoe for a tumble vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's like mustard yeah. yellow right now is I know. all I can think of. And I'm just getting visions of mustard yellow scarves. <laughs> walk through Central Park. Walk yeah. through all the parks. It's it's a great time to be here. Weather. Perfect coffee hole. I'm sad that I mean, even though it's not like. It, it's cooled down just enough that I'm sad to leave New York for the next two weeks. I know. Yeah. I'm really liking for, this weather. Well, when you come back, it'll be nice. Yeah. I'm also going to be like in the Pacific Northwest, which is going to be fucking awesome. A great time of year to be there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm excited to go stuff. to LA next week since half of it's on fire right now. So that'll be you fun. Oh, next yeah. week? I just yeah. came back literally yesterday at like yeah. the middle of the night. 
Yeah, yeah we're going to be there like recording Glendale some episodes. And like some I saw someone posted a picture of Glendale funny. on, what was it? It was like fireworks or something that I started don't, some, a fire? I'm sure some moron started it somehow. Was it a gender reveal party? If it, I swear <laughs> to God. If it I was. swear to God. We need to outlaw those at a federal level. I'm so Man. over straight people in these fucking gender reveal parties. I can't. They're I've, destructive. They're destroying the world. They're bad. I can't wait to be invited to one just to ruin it. I don't think anyone's going to invite you to a gender Nobody's reveal party. Nobody's inviting me to one. Everybody <laughs> Knows I've never better. been invited to one. I don't think yeah. I have friends that would put anyone. No, on. That's probably I don't have why. friends who are actively reproducing right now. Yeah. So yeah, all my high school friends who have done them because I don't live in my hometown anymore. I don't get the invite, mm-hmm. which is fine. I can't imagine anybody I know in New York doing a oh, gender God. reveal. Imagine Ew, a no. New York gender reveal party. Yeah, it would cost forty thousand dollars somehow. <laughs> It oh, would, that's great. You couldn't do it. I no. don't think. I mean, it'd have to be like way out on Long Island or else yeah, nobody yeah. Would, would buy into it. Someone in Williamsburg would find a way to make it like really bougie. Yeah. And very like somehow vegan. I don't know. I feel like gender reveal parties are going to are gonna go away. I think people are getting the message maybe. Uh, I'm wondering, I'm afraid of what's going to replace it. Because they need something. The they need something need offensive. Something to be extra. Yeah. Is it the they name need a party. reveal? Yeah. Name they reveal. would do a name reveal and it would only be like, guess how many N's we're going to fit into the name Kaylin yeah. somehow. It's like the marbles in a jar yeah. and you have to guess yeah. from the you outside. Count, how many, count the consonants in this name. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get to our listener question. This one is a long one, Sarah, but it's a juicy one. Uh-oh. And I've, I've cut it down, but some of the details, this was a riveting read when I got it. Great. I'm excited. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. I'm excited for this. Yeah, a lot of good visuals came to mind. Okay. For a couple of years now, I've had sort of a lingering crush on a good family friend. I'm 22, and my mom's best friend is 50. Get the fuck out of here. Stop, bitch. <laughs> you don't no. have a fucking crush on your mom's friend, Debbie. No. Just wait. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and for about two years now, she has shown an interest in me whenever I would be around, uh, singling me out, telling me how much she loves me over and over again. She's constantly complimenting me. She calls me beautiful, strokes my hair, compliments my clothes, my like body. Like a mom would. <laughs> right. And initiates hugs whenever she sees me. So far, I'm like, Listen, these are all mom behaviors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know default. how many of my Every mom's friends aunts. have touched yeah. my hair. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so, oh, and has even mentioned us getting lunch alone together. She might think that you're troubled. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But all of this usually takes place in front of other people, including my mom. The lines have been blurred a number of um, times. She even once screenshotted one of my selfies on Snapchat. That's a little weird. That is so overt that you know it's a mom maternal cute thing. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. like... Also, I accidentally screenshot things all the time. Me too. Oh, I always do that Me shit. too. Like she might have been trying to turn the brightness up and then accidentally... Yeah. <laughs> or she was at a restaurant and trying to use the fucking flashlight on the menu yeah. and blinding yeah. everybody in the tables around her. <laughs> exactly. What so a 50-year-old would woman character. would do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's continue. She also has an unstable marriage with her husband who she has cheated on before. Uh, since with? I, <laughs> since this I've lady been, sounds kind of rad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> 
She sounds wild. She sounds like all of my friends' alcoholic moms that yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. were alcoholics. Puffing ammonia. I was like, you're an adult and you're like, it was weird that she was literally constantly drinking wine when we were kids. <laughs> Honestly, my one friend, I was like, your mom's so fun. And her and her brother would be like, ugh. Like, and then no, like now not. I'm like, oh, it was because she was an alcoholic. <laughs> and that's not fun for you guys. No, it's but not. it's fun for the friends. Because like, I get to leave. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it's like it's like midnight and we're in bed and she stumbles in the room with a half eaten box of pizza and oh, is yeah, like who yeah. wants pizza oh, I'm like me shit. fuck yeah pizza. I want pizza all the cool moms were drunk anyway okay. moving on um, <laughs> okay since I've been visiting home this summer it has seemed to escalate especially since I'm recently out she started to comment about and reference my sexuality more recently she invited my mom and me over to her renovated camper that she stays at when she doesn't want to be around her husband. She came out of the camper playing I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry on the speaker while oh, no. singing, looking at me and dancing. <gasps> oh my God. What? I've cut some things out of here, yeah. but these are the what? most uh, flavorful parts. Um, we then went on a golf cart ride, just the mm-hmm. two of us. There seemed to be a lot of tension, and I feel like she was almost waiting for me to initiate something. As we got back, she looked at me and said, I look over at you, and you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I genuinely cannot tell if I'm making this out to be more than what it is, and she's just being a mom with no boundaries, or if she enjoys the thrill of flirting with a young lesbian. What do you think? Um, is this flirting, or is she just being nice? Um, and if so, do I continue to play into this dangerous game with her? I did ask her, when did the crush start? Was yeah. it only because you thought she was into you that yeah. all of a sudden That's now you're entertaining this? To make. And yeah. yes, that is the case. That she, It wasn't like she's always had a crush on her mom's friend, yeah. Debbie, let's say. Uh, and and then all of a sudden it's like being returned. It was like somebody is showing interest in you. And, and that piques your interest. It piques mm-hmm. your interest. Always. Always. Yeah. Especially when you're young and like, you know. Just figuring out you're gay. You're just figuring it out. You're kind of getting your confidence together a little bit. Yeah. Like, we all like an older middle-aged lesbian. Crushes. We all love a middle-aged mm-hmm. lady. I mean, I'm obsessed with Laura Dern. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But like, my knee jerk here, as you read further, is that it's definitely a little inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the imbalance of like like the the fact that she's had sort of like a motherly role in your life that, up yeah. until yeah. now is like the fucked up part. So I'm yeah. assuming she's probably been friends with your mom for quite a while. Yes. Like all of my mom's close friends have at least known me or known of me since I was like a child. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's very that's inappropriate. Fucking weird. Yeah. Like that's not good, and I don't consider that flirting. I consider that like. Predatory? Possibly predatory. Yeah. Also, at, at worst, it is predatory. Yeah. Also, I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that she's going through a breakup or in a messy relationship yeah. and yeah. is now seeing this as an opportunity to like reassert her beauty and confidence. Yes, and with, get attention. Flirting yes. with, like she said, this flirting with a young lesbian. You yeah. Know? That, I feel like that's still every woman's dream in a way to like yeah. investigate yeah. homosexuality. It's kind of like that New York Times work wife. Thing yeah. that was on the internet like two weeks ago where yeah. that straight woman was delusionally thinking that she was being like seduced by like she was getting uh, the, having this rush of a crush on a, this like dyke that she worked with and it's yeah. like you just wanted attention yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was the whole thing and I'm sure she's right that you are very beautiful of course, and that you like, wear yeah. awesome clothes and that you're super cool but this actually 
isn't about you. No, yeah, it's about it's her not. need for attention. And maybe yeah. she does have a crush on you. Maybe she does want to hook up with you or whatever. But I think you should pull out of that. Like we were saying earlier, like don't get into in, in into relationships where things are not going to do well. Right. Yeah. Get things out. Are never going to be balanced. Get yeah. out. That kind of age difference is not cute. Also, and don't do that to your mom. Ew. Your mom. Don't do that is to your mom. Like, that is. Just, um, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Don't do that to Kathy. Don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy and Debbie have been friends for a long time. Kathy Debbie's didn't going ask through for it. this. How Kathy would that relationship work out? Like, are you going to hang out in the camper? And yeah, only the like, camper? You can't go home. Are you going to yeah. be like, well, mom, I'm going to go hang out with Debbie. And she's I mean, like, oh, is she, I'm, should I come? And you're like, no, no, it's not really for you. No, we're fucking. Yeah. No, we're, we're, no, we're going to fuck yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not invited. That's very tempting. The renovated camper. She's. I agree. I'm telling you, it's like the ch- witch I in mean, the woods with Hansel and Gretel making yeah, the totally. out of candy. Yeah, that, like but a camper to young lesbians. We, yeah, we go to like a fucking bug zapper. Yeah, I get it. It but was like it's, an, in My Girl when she pulls up in that camper. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you can't do that. Don't do that, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's already dribbling a basketball in her foyer. She's yeah. not going to trap her in your camper. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, at at best, I, best case scenario here, this is just this woman kind of having a midlife crisis and being kind of like feeling like she has license to be kind of flirtatious with you because you maybe you exhibit masculine traits. I don't know if you do aesthetically or whatever, but like to her, that's kind of sometimes where straight women's brains go. If they find out someone is a lesbian, they think they assign like masculine qualities in their head to that. So at, at best case scenario, best case scenario, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Worst case scenario, she's like grooming you for some predatory kind of weird thing yeah. to satisfy some sort of internal need for her that she is experiencing because of a crumbling relationship or just mm-hmm. a, some, you know, premenopausal thing. I don't know. Like they when, snap. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Like, I mean, things change as you get older and like. Can we buy the 30s, rights to this gonna, Lifetime movie? I know, because, seriously. Yeah. yeah, that's the important part. Also, that's what we're going to email is, you after this. <laughs> if she is flirting, if that woman is flirting, it's so on the nose, it should be unattractive. That yes. she played I Kissed a Girl and then danced and sang, you should be like, why are you fetishizing me? First of all, me? that show yeah. fucking sucks. Or that yeah. song sucks. Um, yeah. That should be a huge turnoff, not a, yes. a flag that she might like you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's Good very point. overt, and it's very awkward, and it's just like... If she's going to do this whole thing, she needs to pick somebody else to do it with. You don't do that with your friend's kid. Like, I have friends with kids, and I can't imagine in 20 years from now being like, can you fucking imagine? I know. It makes me literally want to throw up. Yeah. So that, it is, she is, she is the, uh, she's the adult here. Like, you're both adults, obviously. Yeah. But. Also, she's 22, right? She's 22. Yeah, you're 22. Girl, I'm 22, and we are stupid right now. <laughs> like, just chill, pause. Things will make more sense, but you need to yeah. just. Yeah. I was dumb as fuck at 22. I'm still dumb. I know I'm 33 that. and dumb as fuck, so I don't know. If you need you to know, scratch that itch, go to some like queer else. knitting club. Yeah, meet exactly. an older woman. Go to some. And... There are plenty of old dykes out there, believe me. Or, yeah. or just any. Even if, it's a, even if it's a woman, it's okay to experiment with people who are also experimenting if everything's consensual however this ain't it like this, this woman yep. is not <laughs> yeah. the one yep yeah because that's just too it's too weird and it's too fucking weird from her perspective too yep mm-hmm. so yeah. no more golf cart rides no more golf Mm-mm. cart rides with nope. debbie please 
All right. Well, please take our advice. I really hope. Also, listeners, please send in very messy questions like that. Yeah, I love yeah. That. that was a great one. They're allowed to be long if they're this messy. Exactly. The more mess, the more length you are allowed in the email. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for writing in. If you have a question, you can write to us at dykingout at gmail.com. Um, so you don't know when your episodes of Wild and Out are going to be out? I don't know because the season just started, I believe. Yes. It's by common strange. But I think the episodes are just now coming out. So when they're out, I'll probably post things on Twitter or post things online. And but where yeah. can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ShutUpAida. And Aida is <laughs> A-I-D-A. So it's all one. Of course, it's all one word. It's a username. But yeah, shut up, Aida. Great. It's a great follow, so yeah. I recommend it. Absolutely. I'll be and saying reckless shit if you're into that, so come yeah. through. <laughs> it's great, yeah. And uh, and then hopefully we'll get you on a Diking Out at Stonewall show. Yes, and yeah. we'll let everybody know about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me, guys. This was so much yeah. fun. Yeah. I'll uh, never date a toxic person ever again. Nope, yeah. we fixed no. it. We fixed everyone. We fixed and, yeah. all the problems. We fixed relationships <laughs> in the world. You're welcome. <laughs> um, for, for more of our awesome fixing your life content mm-hmm. you can follow us at diking out on all the social media uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash diking out for extra episodes enamel pins uh temporary tattoos and maybe more fun stuff to come in the future you can go to our website dykingout.com slash merch for some gay t-shirts yep. we are putting a new shirt that only I will buy. Uh, it's a Justice for Jenny Schechter shirt that I designed. Uh, Amazing. But if you're the one or two other people out there who are on board with that, uh, yeah. you know. We look forward to your purchase. Yeah. And yeah. follow me at TGI Carolyn. I'm at the Sarah York. Dike out with us again next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.